Coming to you from 8122 Production Studios in the heart of the 607, this is Horror Zone 607. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. And remember, you can always join the conversation using hashtag HZ607. What's up, everybody? Happy New Year, and welcome to Horror Zone 607. This is the podcast where we talk all things horror and bring you the week's biggest horror movie news. I'm your host, Mike C., and it is our first show of 2021. That's right, 2020 is in the rearview mirror. The worst year in history is gone. Big things are coming this year. I can feel it. And back in the studio, we got two gentlemen, and I use that word very very loosely the first one you know he's here every week and usually i try to have some kind of a you know funny uh funny intro for him or something like that but this week all i can say is three words yeah 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 he's rich yes uh hey everybody uh i have two 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 announcements first announcements we'll start with the happy one we are coming to you for the first time from the new and improved 8122 production studios at dragon master games we have a bigger studio now so uh it still hasn't decorated that's why i haven't put pictures up because right now it's just kind of a plain room with all of our pictures <laughs> and stuff i got the important part up which is the recording stuff so you can hear us each and every week but uh, uh the pictures will be coming soon but yes it's a bigger room to do more of what we do between the streaming and podcasting so thank you guys so much and of course thank you to dragon master games uh for making that possible quick little ad plug for them get all your magic gathering gaming needings at dragonmastergames.com thanks for being a sponsor but uh the the sad the sad news and the bad news was last week i was going to bring you a show and i was going to bring it to you with the professor because mike c couldn't make it and uh we did it last minute i had a friend of mine uh pass away unfortunately uh, if you've been listening to the A122 Production Family, we did a whole show when we did the wrestling show. Uh, I personally knew uh, John Huber, also known as Luke Harper, also known as Brody Lee, uh, personally. And uh, when I found out about it Saturday night, I was still reeling on Sunday. Like, I, I still was crying, and I was like, I just don't feel coming and talking about horror movies and stuff like that when I'm still kind of sad. And uh, so instead of wasting, you know, you guys' energy on that, I didn't uh, do that. So I apologize. Hope you guys understand. But we are back this week back. in the new year with a whole new show. Couple weeks off, fresh coat of paint, if you will. And we're ready and we're really ready we're and able ready. to go. And there's a special guest back, but I'm sure Mike's going to tell us all about that. Yes, yes. Back by very, very unpopular request. He's coming back. He's coming back. He just finished his world tour, touring in the Poca 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 world tour with the Kenosha Kickers. He just made the Wisconsin. He he made the Wisconsin loop. He really did. He really made the Wisconsin loop uh, alongside his three person band, the Lone Rangers. The Lone Rangers. Pluralized. That's right. And uh, he was also in his time off uh, when he had time away from that, as you know, from the show, uh, we've discussed it uh, the last few weeks that we did the show. Um, you know, he he finished up his uh, his time doing the uh, Human Centipede, the musical on Broadway. He is the smartest man in all of horror <laughs> podcasting. He is the professor. Well, hello. It's uh, it's good to be back. Good. You know, we made you while you were <laughs> gone. We made, I was going to say while you were gone, yeah. we made you very busy. 
Well, yeah, you know, yeah. yeah so, so what is it like now? I, you know, we, we don't have a lot of news this week, so we got to kill some time somehow. So, you know, inquiring minds <laughs> good want to, to know. Tell the audience. They want to know what is it like being the middle link of the of the human centipede on Broadway. Uh, it's it's not as bad as you would think. Um, I heard that part stinks. Oh, <laughs> it does. Um, I mean, there's no pleasant way around it. The best part about it, not a lot of lines to remember. Yeah, no, it was a, <laughs> it was a good paying gig. It was an easy gig, uh, but yeah, a lot of fart smell. Yeah, yeah, that's that makes sense. At least uh, he wasn't now, the caboose. Yes, that's true. Uh, but he was the middle link, so you know yes. it is what it yeah, is. That's true. Uh, so I also uh, I, I got another question for you. What's it like working with the legendary Gus Polinski of the Kenosha Kickers? <laughs> well. <laughs> You know he's 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 a true he's a true uh, craftsman. He's a pioneer. Yeah, he's he's a master craftsman. Um, it, it was a pleasure, you know, um, kicking it with the Kenosha Kickers. Some some would say he's also armed and dangerous. Yes. Oh, I was yeah. just watching that earlier. Yeah. Or, yeah. <laughs> they had a they were playing it on some old stage. Oh, he's great. It was a great movie. Yeah. Well, it's good to have you back. Uh, nobody, and I mean nobody ask any questions as to why you weren't here yeah no i wouldn't so, think they would we we offered you know? up the, we offered up the reasons fully free of charge yeah yes we did we even tried yes, to promote did. it and nobody <laughs> where's the so how were you guys holidays so, uh, I'll, I'll jokes aside i was the holidays for you guys holidays were good i mean uh, with the with the exception of uh, one that one bit of sad news uh, my holidays were good uh made it through christmas made it through a new year got out of 2020 i think all's well yeah no, uh, it was good. Some family time, um, you know, and well, now it's a good start to 2021 because my apartment, uh, I have to move. Uh, there's water seeping up from beneath the floor. So wait a minute. So <laughs> first, it came, up, first it came so down from, and now from it's coming above from above. And yeah. Below? yeah, no, like uh, in the living room and uh, in the kitchen, um, <laughs> when you walk, you can hear it squishing underneath. We just found the sequel. And it's, we just found the sequel to As Above, So Below. Yeah, yeah right pretty there. much. As Above and Below. And Below. No, it makes sense to just, yeah. yeah. Damn, that's crazy, man. So yeah, you're staying so, in the same, uh, same place? Or? Yeah, they're actually just moving me across the hall. Because <laughs> that'll solve it. Yeah, I was like, are you sure this isn't happening across the hall? So I'm checking out, <laughs> I'm checking out the place across the hall tomorrow to make sure that there's <laughs> see, no water. See what it looks up. like? Make sure there's no water coming up from the ground or from the so, so I got I got to ask: Did you discover this because you tried to walk across your floor in socks and just squishiness? Well, no, I, I was in my slippers, but I heard it, and this was like Christmas Eve day. Like I, I, uh, I woke up for work, and uh, you know, I make my breakfast, and I hear. I look down and there's water bubbling up from between the linoleum. So, so it kind of sounded like the old cameo movie theater. Yeah, a little bit. Uh huh. Yeah. But so for it's, different reasons. Yeah. It's a good start. Yeah. Good start for 2021 for me. Yeah. I, I think it's for different reasons. Yeah, it might be. It might be. We'll never know the truth. We only know one <laughs> side of the truth here. Very much. Well, all I gotta say is I had an excellent Christmas uh, when I was a little kid. I used to look forward to getting video games or. You know, something along those lines. This year, I got the best gift of them all, an air fryer. So oh, wow. I, I've, I've moved into the, uh, yeah, those are great. the 21st century here. And uh, I've already made chicken wings, which was my New Year's Eve uh, dinner. And uh, let's just say they were restaurant quality. So never made them before in my life. Let's and they just turn say out perfect. that, but not really say what they were like. Exactly. Yeah. 
We'll just say that. They were restaurant quality. They really were. Well, they we're really just, were. We're just saying that. They, were, they, they really weren't, though. We don't no. know. In reality, they were not. We'll just say that they were. Uh, All right. So let's get to the news. No. Uh, you know, a couple big stories here, but we don't have a whole lot to talk about this week. But uh, The Exorcist, we've been hearing for years that they were trying to get this thing remade, which I think is one of the biggest mistakes they could possibly make. But uh, it's official. The Exorcist is being rebooted. Mm-hmm. David Gordon Green is in talks to direct, and uh, it's apparently being referred to as a sequel. So it is not going to be a remake. It's going to be some kind of a sequel. All I can say is let's hope that we get James Earl Jones in his final performance as a grasshopper. That's yeah. all I can hope for. It'll, and we could call it a squeakwool as well. <laughs> the squeakwool. Yes. But that's uh, that's weird. Um, that they would remake this or reboot it or whatever. Uh, I don't know. Did I, did any of you guys see the uh, the Dominion movie? Um, I watched both of them. I don't remember much about them. I, I don't remember them being very good at all. Um, I heard that the television series on Fox was excellent. I've heard served good... as a, is like a sequel or was in the same world. Yeah, I've as, heard good things the about the show. Um, Dominion was good. Uh, the Rennie Harlan one was not the Exorcist of the Beginning. They were both the same movie, though, weren't they? No, Just no, no. A couple different scenes? No, no, it was very different. It's very different. It was all the same actors, though, wasn't it? Same actors, like... Just two different cuts of the uh, film. Was it Paul Schrader? I I think it was Paul Schrader that wrote and directed uh, Dominion. I'm and, on it. Yep, get to the interwebs. Um, it wasn't Paul Schrader, I know that. Schrader, Paul... Or, no, wait. I'm on it. I got it. Uh, now you're confusing me. It was Paul Schrader. Schrader. Paul Schrader directed the uh, Dominion. Yeah. Which came out in March 18th of 2005. The uh, it made thirty. It was budget of thirty million dollars. Who? Uh, the box office was two hundred and fifty-one thousand four hundred ninety-five dollars. Yeah. Well, because they, Exorcist, the prequel, or Dominion, they released what was it, it called? The they, prequel to the Exorcist. Yeah, they released it because they hired Rennie Harlan uh, to direct a whole new movie, basically. Um, and yeah, that's the one they released. Exorcist: The Beginning. Um, did they release? They released Dominion. One of them theaters? did. One of them went to theaters. I think neither one of them did very so, well. But so Dominion the other was one, re- the- Dominion itself was released on March 18, thousand fifteen, at the BIFFF, which I don't know which film festival that is, but it's a film festival. And then on May twentieth, two thousand five, in the United States, uh, the official prequel to The Exorcist before being retooled to turn into Exorcist: The Beginning. As Morgan Creek, Creek, Creek Productions executives feared the already completed film would be unsuccessful, it received a limited release in the United States on May 20th, 2005 by Warner Brothers Pictures after Exorcist the Beginning became a financial and critical disappointment. Although the That's film it. received better reviews than Exorcist the Beginning, it was still met with mostly negative reviews. So, fact of the matter is, I mean, I, I know some people like Exorcist 3. I, I've tried watching that movie two or three times, and I think it's horrible. Um the second one was really awful. No, the second one's bad. So I, I know that I'm probably, you know, in, in the minority with part three, because people seem to love that movie and I don't understand why there's nothing scary about it. It was boring. I didn't understand anything that was going on. Um, so, you know, to me, I don't think this hurts to try to make another one, yeah. um, especially considering that the TV series was, was well liked. Um, I need to watch that. I generally stay away from these movies because the title scares me. I was going to say he's terrified. Scared. Um, yeah, scared little no, bitch. See, um, I would, I would pretty much agree. Like, I, I do like Exorcist Three. It's not 
as amazing as some people. There's there's some cool scenes that are pretty scary, but um, it worked better as a book. Um, William Peter Blatty, the guy who wrote the original Exorcist, um, has has kind of like a trilogy, a thematic trilogy of books. Um, it's The Exorcist, The Ninth Configuration, and uh, and Dominion, uh, or not Dominion, uh, Derp. Uh, what what did they call it? Legion. Legion is the uh, title of the book version of Exorcist Three, and they recently oh, yeah, yeah. re-released it as Legion uh, Shout Factory or one of those one mm. of those uh, DVD companies re-released a version of it. Probably Shout Factory. And it and it's it's better. Um, there's a lot of talking in the third act. It's just basically like George C. Scott talking with uh, with. Um, What's his name? Jeez. Uh, Bob Cratchit. Bob Cratchit. <laughs> no, not not George C. Scott Christmas story. No, um I'm forgetting the actor's name. He he does the voice of Chucky. Chucky? Yeah. Uh Brad Dorf? Dorf. Yes. For crying out loud. It's a good thing he's the smartest man in all of horror podcasting. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen. I forget names. Um but anyways, yeah, there's and apparently trivia questions. That too. long that long extended uh, it, it's just like the third act is them in the cell talking to each other and yelling at each other. And, uh, it, it doesn't make for great cinema. It's a good book and it's a very short book. Um, and I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I'm excited to see what David Gordon, Gordon Green does here. Now, see, I'm already under the impression that it's going to be an awful movie just because he's directing it. Uh, um, oh, yeah. essentially what's going to happen is it's going to be a, uh, uh, a tormented older woman, played by Linda Blair that is living as a recluse in the hills of Haddonfield, Illinois. And uh, basically a couple uh, documentary people are going to show up at her door and ask for her time. And then uh, (laughs) the devil's going to escape from prison on a bus and, uh, (laughs) and come finding her after, after killing two bumbling police officers. I think I've pretty much covered what this movie is going to be. So, um, you know, one thing that they have gotten away from with everything with this series is what made it successful and scary to begin with was a possessed little girl. Yeah. And maybe it might not hurt to kind of go down some somewhere down that path again. Um, possession movies have been dime a dozen over the last two decades. So it's kind of, you know, I, I don't know if there's anything that's really going to be scary with it. But yeah. a possessed little kid, you know, that's that's what made the original one so terrifying the only it it was so unnerving the only movies that like get scarier i'd say that involve demonic possession wreck and wreck two yeah like that and that's like imagine a building you're stuck in a building full of little reagans you know yeah (laughs) like that's crazy my opinion um of of all of and, and i don't know because that's more that plays up and i know that that's that's the point of those movies but they are more like zombie type movies than anything. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, the the best possession movie next to The Exorcist, which I saw in theaters and it scared me to die. I slept with my lights on, I think, for two nights afterwards, was The Exorcism of Emily Rose, which is an excellent movie. And it's not far off of mm-hmm. what The Exorcist was. There's, you know, it's just it's a court case. Yeah. Uh, so it kind of um, takes it, you know, kind of levels out the the, the scares in it. Um, but it's an excellent, excellent movie. One of but my favorite movies. Another good and I don't movie, have a problem watching that. Another good movie about possession. It's not demonic possession, but... Um, the Notebook. The, the, yeah. The uh, Taking of Deborah Logan 
It was really you know, good. I watched that and I, I saw and I should have known because I saw you put a thing up on Facebook recommending it. Yeah. And I watched it the next night and thought that it was just terrible. What? In every way. Terrible. Everybody I've recommended that to has come away like that was terrifying. Nah, not me. It's It's got good positive buzz. Uh, a lot of people. I, I, I think it's scary. It's really yeah. scary. I found it to be extremely boring, and it, I don't know. It's not one that I would ever watch again. Wow. Well, it's just uh, whatever. But whatever. You know, that's it is what it is. It, we're going to get a new Exorcist movie. Uh, it looks like David Gordon Green is going to be directing the film. Um, you know, it's I'm, I'm anxious to see where this thing goes. Um, you know, again, I think that they should get something, and, and they won't. But I, I have a feeling that it would be a better movie if you go down what made the series a success to begin with you know it's the my opinion the, the scariest movie that has ever been made nothing else has even come close to touching that and that includes jaws and halloween and psycho and all the other grades i think that the exorcist is by far the most terrifying movie that has ever been made and they, that's why it was simple yeah they lose it once they get too much into that pazuzu stuff yeah and going into and that's where everything has gone since then yeah so and then John John Borman with Exorcist Two, the Heretic. Um, yeah, this is the guy that directed Deliverance. So he had like a big hit, and then he made he he biffed what's, it after. What's <laughs> widely regarded as one of the worst movies ever made, Exorcist Two. Yeah. Well, and then he did Zardoz. Um, that Sean Connery. Just look up, uh, and may he rest in peace, Sean Connery. But. Uh, look up Zardoz with Sean Connery and look at that costume he had to wear in that. Um, I've Zardoz, never heard of that. Oh, it's it's a trip. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you would, I I uh, I hate it. I love and hate Zardoz. It's like a it's a movie made by someone who's disappeared too far up their own ass. Oh, this. Yeah, I looked it up real quick. Yeah, Every John now and Borman. Then somebody will post that. Like yeah. John Borman, he directed. Like these movies, he did Deliverance, he did <laughs> Zardoz, he did Exorcist 2, and then, oh man, what was, oh my god, what was the other movie that, uh, Excalibur, which I do kind of like Excalibur, but he he didn't do too well for himself. Anyways, yeah, <laughs> Exorcist 2 is very bad, very bad. Very bad, very bad. Very bad. He's still alive, He's no good. So maybe he'll direct. Maybe maybe he'll write the uh, the next movie. I don't John think Borman. John Borman's directed anything since. Uh, let's find out. Uh, 2019, The Professor and the Madman. That <laughs> it's kind of fitting that you're in the room when we announced that. So uh, ironically enough, he also is direct. He directed, uh, which he, the professor didn't know. Of course, why would he? That he was the one that directed the Human Centipede on Broadway. Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. I forgot. Yeah, that's right. I was yeah, too was involved right there in the my role. You were too. You were too caught up being the middle. Too involved link. in my role. <laughs> you're a real. Uh, just instead of the missing link, you're the middle link. Yeah, you know he's re- the, the professor really the gets link. into his parts. I'm not he a gets, missing he link. Is the I'm link. A link. He was a link. He's the found link. Uh, he's he's uh, link the middle to, link. Link to the past. He's a link to the past, and uh, just really gets into character. Oh, he, you know the professor and the man, man. That that movie with. Uh, Mel Gibson and yeah, starring the professor and a madman. Is that Sean Penn? Wow! All right, 
Well, anyways. He stands corrected. <laughs> John Bourne. John Bourne. Well, with that being said, we have another news article, correct? Yeah, so the other big story that came out uh, is Mike Flanagan went on Twitter to announce that there are currently no plans whatsoever for another season of The Haunting of on Netflix. And uh, that's kind of shocking, you know, considering how uh, anticipated The Haunting of Bly Manor was and how well it was received by people. So he said that he's not closing the book on it, closing the door on it. it you know, something may happen, but he's got too many other things that he's going to be involved with. And uh, it's it's not going to be happening anytime soon, if ever. Do The question is, do we believe him, yo? I could see it. Um, he, he probably has yeah. to be inspire. Inspiration has to strike him. You know, he doesn't want to just do it just to do it. I yeah, I, I I don't think. And I I know you didn't like Bly Manor. I love Bly Manor, but like it got better as it went on. Yeah, but I, I thought that the last um, the last uh, episode was very emotional. Yeah, it was a different. Um, it was a different type type of horror. It was more. It was. It, it, it was more gothic. At all. It was more gothic. It was more. It was gothic. It wasn't horror. There was well, that's what, nothing scary that happened. Whereas what, the first one, the first one was very much a drama too. It was very sad, very emotional. Um, but you know, there were a couple of really chilling moments in in the first season, and this one I didn't find that at all. No. So yeah, it I wasn't. Don't know. It wasn't as outright scary. I would agree. Um, it's. It was just like creepy, sad, melancholy. It was. It was just like a different type of just sad emotional horror yeah i mean if i was like if i was reviewing it i would score the haunting of hill house i would give it a nine and a half out of ten because i thought it was near perfection haunting a blind manor i would give it a you know maybe a six out of ten yeah so i didn't hate i hated it at first i almost didn't i, I got through the first uh three or four episodes and i was like oh my god i'm not even gonna finish this it's so bad and oh, wow. i was like you know what i'm gonna get through it there's only so many more episodes and it did get better yeah. It did get better, and it did tell a much more emotional story. And that last episode, it really did have you it was know heartbreaking. It, it was very heartbreaking, and it was very sad. And um, you know, I'm glad that I stuck through it and watched the rest of it because it it did have a good ending. Yeah. So, what would have been about a two out of ten for me turned into a six out of ten just based on the last few episodes. Cool. Well, so sad to see you know that we may not be getting any more at least anytime soon, but. Yeah, I, I have a feeling it'll come back around. Netflix, they're going to want more. I'm trying to think of like what other author who's done like ghost stories he would kind of tap into. Like, because first season was Shirley Jackson, second season was uh, Henry James. Like, who else? Where where would he go from there? I don't really know. Who knows? But I'm sure that I'm sure that it'll come back around. That'd be cool if he did some Poe inspired season. That would yeah. be cool. Who knows? Who knows? We don't know. We'll we'll find out all together. Whenever that time comes, I'm assuming it will be back at some point. Maybe not next year, but it'll be back at some point. It was a massively successful uh, show. Yeah, Netflix so. is yeah. going to order it up. So there you go. Once once money's involved, shit will happen. <laughs> he just doesn't have money the talks. idea now. Money talks. Uh, or they move me. on without Mike Flanagan, maybe. They, they could do that as well. There's a lot of, there's a lot of people out there that are uh, more lots, than capable. Lots of hungry people out there. Seriously, I mean the the directors. The, there's not a, there's not a lack of horror directors that are are chomping at the bit for a big property. As long as David Gordon Green doesn't get a hold of it, I'd be okay with it. I think he should do everything just to <laughs> piss Mike off. Yeah, I know. If that was that, if that's the price I had to pay to piss Mike off, I'm in. 
But with that being said, if you would also like to piss Mike off, or or you don't you disagree with us, anything else, you can hit us up on the social medias, HorrorZone607 on Facebook, like and share the page. We're at HorrorZone607 on Twitter and Instagram. Use the hashtag HZ607 whenever talking about the show. Hit up 8122productions.com to find out everything we're doing over here from the streaming on twitch.tv slash 607 podcast to our Patreon, patreon.com slash 8122productions for as little as $1 a month. You get extra bonus stuff. That's all on the website. Plus friends of the show like the Ocho Duro Parley Hour and all the musical guests. It's pretty fucking awesome. So check out 8122productions.com for all that information. Mike, I believe you probably have a trivia question for us. Oh, do I have a trivia question? And this one... This is going to be the granddaddy of them all okay. uh, in terms of these. I've been holding off for the professor to get back because I know that you like this movie and uh, it's a classic. It's one of the all time greats. And uh, you, know, you guys might want to get a pen and paper out if you have it, because this one's going to be a multi-part oh, one, Jesus. but you're going to enjoy it. I think you're going to enjoy it. So here we go with this week's horror zone <laughs> 607 trivia question. In the classic 1974 horror comedy Young Frankenstein, oh, there are seven main characters. I will give you the names of the actors. You give me the names of the characters that they played. One more time, in the 1974 horror comedy classic Young Frankenstein, there are seven main characters. I will give you the names of the actors. You give me the names of the characters they played. And there's going to be a bonus question for an eighth character at the end of this. So... Character number one, Gene Wilder. Who did Gene Wilder play? Character two, Peter Boyle. Character three, Marty Feldman. Character four, Cloris Leachman. Character five, Terry Garr. Character six, Madeline Kahn. And character number seven, Kenneth Mars. And the bonus question, in Young Frankenstein, what Hollywood megastar had a cameo playing Harold the Blind Man? The answer to this question is coming up right after this break. Hey, it's Courtney Gaines, Malachi from Children of the Core, and you're listening to Horror Zone 607. Welcome back to The Zone. Before the break, we asked this week's Horizon 607 trivia question. The question was, in the classic 1974 horror comedy, Young Frankenstein, there are seven main characters. I will give you the names of the actors. You give me the names of the characters they played. And there was the eighth bonus question. Also in Young Frankenstein, what Hollywood megastar had a cameo playing Harold the Blind Man? First, uh, the first actor, Gene Wilder. That's the easy one. So 
I know the professor was struggling on the, the first name, which is fine. Well, it's Frankenstein. Right. He insists. It's Frederick Frankenstein. Frederick. Frederick. Or as the other actors call him, Freudrick. Yes. Frederick Frankenstein. Yes. But it's Fre- technically it's Frederick <laughs> Frankenstein. Frankenstein. That's one. Frankenstein. So yeah, that one, I, I, we'll get it. We'll, we'll work together here because he had the he had the last name right. So I don't want to get it wrong. Right. Okay. Well, yeah. So who's the next actor? Character number two was played by Peter Boyle. Peter Boyle, of course, Frank the creature, yeah. the monster, the creature, the yeah. monster. Character number three, Marty Feldman, Igor, 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 it's Igor. Yeah, but still, yes, is Igor, Igor, same difference. <laughs> but it's, Wasn't it's, your this hump way. on the other side? side? Yeah. This way, what yes. hump? What hump? What hump? <laughs> uh, character number four, Cloris Leachman. She was Frau. Uh, fuck, it's. Blah, 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 bloacher, blue, uh, something. I just remember her asking for Ovaltine. <laughs> but it's like I'll give you the hint. Some raw milk. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's Frau and then Frau. Blo- I don't know. I think it's bloacher. Frau Blucher. Blucher. Let's see. I couldn't remember Blucher. how to say. I was close. I said B. Frau Blucher. There was a rumor going around that Frau Blucher means glue in German. It probably. I guess does. it's not true. But I don't know. That's why the horses were going nuts, supposedly, was because anytime they said the name, <laughs> yeah, every time they said the name Blucher, <laughs> I was wondering what that gag was. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the the running gag or the running rumor was that Blucher means glue. All right, uh, oh. character number five, Terry Gar. What Terry Gar was Inga. Inga. Correct. I remember that? I didn't remember because she's got the ridiculous accent. Yes. Rolling the hay, rolling the hay, rolly, rolly. Character number six was played by the great Madeline Kahn. Elizabeth. That oh, is yeah, correct. Doug. Elizabeth. I had to do she, it. I, she, plays, she plays the classic uh, uh, Frankenstein leads love interest. You keep yes. your mouth shut. That's that's the best part about it, because I could just do, do the mouth. That's why I remember it, because I could do the macho the man. You keep your mouth shut. Elizabeth. Madeline Kahn was great. and They were all great. She's Madeline amazing in everything. Amazing. Uh, and character number seven, Kenneth Mars. So that one, I the Burgermeister, <laughs> pretty much, yeah. But what was his name? I, 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 I forgot the name. That one I didn't. He's know. the Burgermeister. He was Inspector Kemp. Ah, the Burgermeister. Inspector Don't they call Kemp. him the Burgermeister? What? No, it's Inspector Kemp. Oh, they call him. The, in uh, the in the original Frankenstein, don't they call him the Burgermeister? Something like that. Yeah. I think so. He's a Burgermeister. But yeah, in this movie is it's Inspector Kemp. Okay. What? Instead right, of Inspector and Gadget. The bonus question. Was what Hollywood megastar had a cameo playing Harold, the blind man? Hackman. Gene Hackman. That is correct. Hackman. You guys did good. You guys mm-hmm. did good. We, we, Elizabeth. We, we combined our forces and got pretty much all of them. I didn't know for Fred one. Frankenstein. You guys became Captain Planet. Well, you knew it was Frankenstein. Frankenstein. But you didn't know that Frederick it was Frankenstein. Frederick. Or Frederick. I'm interested in life. But technically it's Frederick. <laughs> <laughs> Preservation of life. With... When he stabs himself <laughs> with the scalpel. Yeah. So good. Class <laughs> dismissed. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> All right. So that's going to bring us to our, our fun little second segment here. We, te- te- we teased it a lot before the break. Uh, we are going to be doing our favorite movies of 2020. Now, mind you, 2020 has been, it was, a, was a hell of a year. <laughs> Some would call it a dumpster fire. 
And uh, a lot of things got canceled. A lot of greatness got canceled and removed to this year, 2021, where we hope we get to see all that greatness and much more. And thanks to places like HBO Max and uh, Netflix and, you know, the theaters possibly opening uh, in some places, we will get to see those movies. Yeah. Uh, so th- there is there is light, hopefully, at the end of the tunnel. However... 2020, although it be disappointing, there was some highlights in the world of horror. Yeah. Normally, we would have bigger lists of our favorites in our worst of the year before. Halloween Kills would be on here. Halloween Kills would definitely be on here. Probably on yeah, mine. that was my least favorite I was going to say, it would probably be mine <laughs> yours best, and it would be his least. But either way, it would be on here. Ghostbusters oh, would yeah, be on I here as well. about that. Uh, maybe even Kong versus Godzilla would be on here. There's a lot of great things that could have been on here. The Spiral, the Book of Saw could be Jeez. on here. The Candyman could be on here. You know, not the not Scream, not 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 Scream because that doesn't come out until next year, 2022. That is, but still, I digress. There's a lot of cool things that did come out in 2021, but I made this a little easier since all some things didn't come out till later on or we didn't see them. I said, hey guys. We had a lot of time. We reviewed a lot of movies. Some of us saw first-time movies in 2020 that may be older. We're just going to count anything we saw for the first time in 2020 as our favorites and then pick a couple of the negative worst of the year. And I know the professor's got an extensive list because a lot of the oh. artsy-fartsy indie movies still came out. And that's his, that's his, that's his uh, thing. Uh, there wasn't a lot of... Uh, there was enough. <laughs> but I'm going to start off with my, my personal favorite. Of of 2020 was the was 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 taking it back to the 1980s because I finally saw the burning and I enjoyed that quite a bit. You know the uh, review that we never got from the professor. And no, it's not time for you to give your review but, of the burning, but, professor. But, but. You drop the ball, you get to live in it. But it was good. Yes, and Jason Alexander was in. And speaking of dropping the ball, I just want to say this is a horror story in and of itself. As we're doing the show, I'm watching the New York Giants play the Cowboys. The Giants had the ball with 58 seconds left, and all they needed to do was get a first down. The running back, Gallman, got the first down and fumbled the ball when nobody touched it. The Cowboys have the ball. So speaking of dropping the ball, I just want to throw that into this segment. Well, uh, amazing. Just because you're, you're a self-loving Giants fan doesn't mean you have to bring in everybody else on that. <laughs> with that being said, uh, you know, so I, I, I'm going to give my credit for my favorite of seeing this year, The Burning. Some honorable mentions from Rich. Uh, I, I, this year was the first year I saw Mandy. I finally saw Mandy. Yeah, that's a good. And I did enjoy that quite a bit. I know it came out technically in 2019, but I got to see it this year. Fucking love that Uh, movie. I also, uh, I have to say, as far as things, uh, I'm going to give a shout out to the two fan films that we watched. Of course, Never Hike in the Snow. Enjoy that quite a bit. And of course, Happy Halloween. Uh, Both were very good. Uh, Those those belong on my list. Uh, I'm going to give a short shout out to the movie we're going to review next week. Lamageddon. It wasn't great. I'm going to spoil that part of it. But it was a lot of fun, so it gets an honorable mention. And uh, eh, I'm trying to think of worst. What What is my worst of the year? Did The Grudge come out this year? It did. So The Grudge is definitely my worst. Because oh, I went to the theater and saw that with Mike C. And it was bad. We spent an hour and a half in the freezing cold in January talking about how bad that movie truly was. Yeah, it's been a year already. Yeah. So with that being said, I'll say that was my worst of the year. And uh, I'm sure we'll hit up some more honorable mentions. I didn't want to take everything from everybody. So uh, Professor. Well, let's do Professor last because he's got the longest list. Uh, I, I can promise you that. Yeah. Mike C., what is your favorite of the year? Some honorable mentions and worst of the year. Uh, so favorite of the year is, uh, to me, it's got to be hands down, The Invisible Man. Great movie. Um, thought it was very good. Um, I watched uh, just last night uh, on HBO Max. They had a short uh, on there called The Lullaby. It's about six minutes and, and 40 seconds long. Um, it's kind of creepy. Uh, you guys might enjoy that if you have HBO Max. 
Uh, so that one's called The Lullaby. That was really good. So I want to throw that out there. Um, Never Hike in the Snow, of course. You know, give that some honorable mention treatment. Um, the Turning could have been a really good movie. Um, I would have to put that in the category of, uh, of my least favorite. I, I would say The Grudge was my least favorite, but The Turning, because of how it ended, um, was probably right there with it. So those two are probably fighting for my least favorite movies uh, of the year. But um, I'm trying to think of what else that I saw. For I think your worst. I think your worst of the year. You talked about the last time you were on here. Because technically, you saw, you saw it in 2020. It's Which the, one? La- the last episode we did before your break. Oh yeah, ah, Black Christmas 2019. Yeah, bleak, bleak Christmas, <laughs> bleak Christmas. Oh, he saw it. Yeah, yeah oh, I finally so made the mistake. That. He saw that. Yeah, <laughs> I gave it a glow. I gave it an absolutely glowing review last week on the show. You should, two weeks uh, ago, back. but yes, it's it's well, it's yeah, intriguing. two weeks ago yeah. on the show. But you should listen back. I, I give it a glowing review. Um, it was uh, it was something to behold. It really is. I strongly urge you to watch it. This was actually the reason I ended up finally watching it is. I was in a, a just like a kick of watching uh, Christmas movies throughout the whole month of December and ran out of them. And uh, our friend the maestro said that him and his girlfriend absolutely loved it so much that they went out and bought it and to really watch it, you know, give it a chance. And it started out good. It really did start out as a pretty good slasher movie. And the last half hour when the last act kicks in, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I gave it a negative 10 out of a positive 10. So uh, out of a possible positive 10. So it went, it went from all right to negative 10. It became a negative 10 for the final score. It was so bad. Wow. And, and that was taking out the, uh, the fact that the movie was just a, a man hating fest of a movie. The whole thing was that all white men are nothing but rapists and murderers. Yeah. So that's, that's basically what the moral of the story I mean, was. Well, so <laughs> I love it. Really. I mean, I mean, I, 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 mean, I took that, I took that and put that out of my head because I knew that that's what it was going into it. And it was blatantly obvious that that was the point of the director. Um, So I just, I put that out of my head and just tried to watch it for, you know, an actual horror movie. And it really wasn't bad through the first hour of it. It's what they, the direction they went with it. That was just, Oh my God. So, uh, so yeah, bleak Christmas from 2019 was not good. That, That was the worst movie that I did watch in all of 2020. But uh, of the movies that actually came out in 2020, I would say, you know, The Turning uh, or or um, The Grudge would have been my least favorite. Uh, I, I also want to state that I did watch over the um, after Christmas. I, I finally bought New Mutants and watched it. And I know that you're going to be talking about that a little bit, Professor. But yeah, um, that movie for anybody out there that said that that movie was a disaster and was terrible. You're an idiot because that was a great movie. That was a really fun movie. It was in the marketing. It kind of looked like it was going to be the um, the Dream Warriors of comic book movies, and I didn't think that it was like that. Watching it, no. I, I didn't think it was anything like that at all. But it was a really fun movie, and it was a really good movie, and it was one that I really, really, really would have loved to have seen sequels out of. And it deserves to have sequels, and it's never going to happen. So, you know that that movie was excellent. And uh, that was that that goes up there as one of my favorite horror movies to watch this year because it was definitely full of horror elements. I, the, the first like half of the movie, I didn't think really that it was going to be. I thought it was just going to be some kind of like horrific imagery. Yeah. But uh, it, it ended up being a horror movie by the end of it. And it had some pretty terrifying scenes in it. So uh, so that one's near the top of my list as well. But I would go with The Invisible Man as being my favorite of the year. 
Nice. Professor, take well, it away. All right. Um, well, best best movie of the year, uh, best horror movie. I, I have a list of movies that came out this year. Um, so uh, my favorite horror movie of 2020 was The Rental, uh, written and directed by Dave Franco, um, the younger Franco. Uh, he... Who will be starring as Vanilla Ice in the biopic? Oh, really? This next year, yeah. Wow, that's a good choice, actually. Um, but yeah, Dave Franco knocked this one out of the park. Um, he, you know, um, has a great cast. It's basically about two couples that, you know, rent a vacation home like a cabin on on a lake, and uh, they, they, uh, the couples, each couple has their own issues. You know, they the they're not happy couples and I don't want to spoil too much about this movie because a lot of it is genuinely like, Holy shit. What, <laughs> what just happened? Cause it like totally shifts gears at one point. Um, but like, there's a lot of tension obviously because these couples are fighting and, um, it, and some of them are thinking they're being watched by the, the creepy landlord of this place. Um, but then there's a major twist and it, turns into a flat out like horror movie um it's very one br it's it's very dramatic at first and like it's got great performances dan stevens isn't it he's from uh legion and the apostle and like a lot of a lot of great movies uh the the beast and beauty and the beast he was the beast yes um he was in the guest which is another really good movie if anybody has seen that Oh, that's the one with the girl from It Follows, isn't it? Yeah. Where he's like the war veteran. Yep. Who? Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. That, that's a good movie. Uh, it was okay. Dan Stevens is in it, um, and Allison Brie. Um, they, they're both great in this. Uh, the performances are great. It's a very good horror movie if you get a chance to check it out. Um, so The Rental would be my number one. Uh, close second would be Impetigore. I didn't talk about this on the show, did I? Do you guys... I- You've talked about, I've heard you mention the name. Yeah. Uh, this is from Joko Anwar, the guy who directed Satan's Slaves. This is an Indonesian horror film. Um, really, really great, uh, scary movie. It has an opening scene that is like classic. It's going to, I mean, this is a historical opening scene. This is a classic opening scene for a horror movie. Um, and it, it just involves a young woman finding a, out about her past when she goes to visit her family's village and uh, her family's been blamed for this curse on this village and uh, things get very, very real. Um, so yeah, Impetigore is really good. Um, I think that's available on Shutter right now. Um, so check it out if you get a chance. Um, I, a few weeks ago, and I wouldn't have, uh, wouldn't have guessed that I would actually love this movie, but uh, Freaky, um, did you guys see that yet? No, I was going to mention that that's one that I think would probably have been at the top of my list if I had seen oh, it. Yeah, Mike, you would love this. Uh, Freaky, it's a body switch comedy horror movie. Um, right. Except the body switch is between a teen girl and a serial killer. And so uh, Vince without, Vaughn plays the serial killer. Yeah, without giving anything away, they've been saying right along, because it's the same writer and director as the um, Happy Death Day movies. Yeah. And he has said that it's definitely in the same world. Is there any nods? Like, is, don't give anything away with the plot, but is there anything in there that that does combine those films? I am not as well. Ver- I've only seen uh, Happy Death Day to you once, so I don't. I didn't notice anything directly connected. 
Okay. Um, somebody who's well studied in the that movie, and I I didn't see Happy the second one, Happy Death Day to you. Um, so I don't know. Um, but it's got the same kind of edginess to it. Um, it's very fun to watch. Um, the horror elements are great. It's nasty. It's a nasty little movie. Um, and Vince Vaughn's great in it, playing a <laughs> teen girl. Um, <laughs> I heard that. He's he's really good. And the director is Christopher Landon, the son of Michael Landon. This guy, has, that's yeah. Um, he's been knocking it out of the park. Um, with yeah, these, the Happy Death Day movies were great. With these high concept, uh, you know, horror movies that are and Freaky's a lot of fun. I would highly recommend it. Yeah, I want to buy it. It's not available to buy on Vudu or anything just yet. Uh, yeah. They're only doing it rentals, so I'm waiting for it to be available. I'm, I'll pay twenty bucks or whatever it's going to be to get it. So yeah, yeah, it's a good. It's worth it. Um, another one that I saw a few weeks ago um, on Netflix. It's a Netflix movie, uh, His House. Um, it's about a refugee couple um, from Sudan or one of. Uh, it might be even Somalia. I. They're from a war torn African country, and they um, get an opportunity to um, have a probationary period essentially in London or like in a, in the slums of London, they have a, a, a house that they move into that they're set up with to get a fresh start. And they have to, you know, fulfill certain requirements in order to stay in the UK or else they get shipped back to uh, their, their uh, situation back in Africa. Um, so already it's got kind of like a crazy setup because, you know, you really, are involved with this couple as they try to survive and get out of their uh, war-torn country. And then they arrive in, of course, a haunted house situation. And uh, mm. that proves to be problems for their officer, their probationary officer, played by former Doctor Who, Matt Smith. Um, you know, they they have to, they, they show signs of mental instability, obviously, because of the haunting and uh, this jeopardizes their situation with staying in uh the uk that sounds really good and then um yeah it it actually really is and it turns out that the the ghost is much more involved with ghosts they've brought with them you know from from the past and it's and it's really really um there's some really scary moments in it it's really knowing like, me do you think that i would like it though because you and i have different tastes in movies i, I think you i think you would like this Okay, um, I think I saw the trailer for it and I wanted to watch it but I wasn't sure. So, no, this this makes me want to watch it. Yeah, it's a classic ghost story. It's it's a it's a good it's a good movie. There's nothing too artsy about it, you know, like it's a straight up good ghost movie, you know. I okay. think you would like it. Um so that one that one I would recommend um and my last pick for the year um and I gave a review of it one of the last times I was on the show, so I won't go too much into it. Uh, Possessor, uh, directed by Brandon Cronenberg, um, starring the woman from Mandy, um, playing a hitman who enters the consciousness of their of uh, people close to their targets. Um, so that was another really great movie, very gory, very uh, very sad and distressing and uh, terrifying to think about. Um, so not a typical horror movie, but I would I would say the gore and uh, the kind of thriller aspects kind of make it close to horror. Um, and honorable mentions, I'm going to say uh, Invisible Man as well. Um, that was one of the last movies I saw in theaters, I think. Um, I don't know about you guys. I think it might have been mine too. Yeah. Well, I, I went back and saw Tenet when they, when they released that in theaters. There was like nobody at the theater. 
Uh, me and a few friends went, and Tenet was not good, <laughs> by the way. Um, but yeah, Invisible Man was my last positive theater-going experience. And then um, I wanted to mention Host on Shudder. Uh, oh, I forgot to mention that. Yeah, that was a really good movie. Yeah, that that was a really fun movie to watch. We reviewed that. Um, mm-hmm. I think you guys both enjoyed that. Uh, as far as yeah, worst, very much. as far as worst movies, I'm gonna say um, Gretel and Hansel was really bad. Was that this year? Yeah, that was this year. Yep. I went to see that. No, I didn't see that. Did I see that with you? Yeah. Was it you I went with, or was it Ron that I went with? I think it was you and me. I think so because I, I hated that movie. Yeah, that movie sucked. <laughs> Hence why it was, was his worst of the year. Great. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, great visually. I forgot about that one. Oz Perkins, Oz, Oswald, Osgood Perkins, Osgood, son of yeah. Anthony Perkins. Um, bad, bad movie director. He had a good one with Black Coat's Daughter, um, which was his first, I believe. Then he did The Pretty Little Thing That Lives in the House, which was an awful movie. Nothing happens in that movie. And then this was just, it looks good, but it is not very good. Yeah. Um, so Gretel and Hansel, I'd say, is one of the worst. The Turning. I would throw into that list as well. I totally agree with Mike. It started pretty good, and then there's no ending. And then um, <laughs> it just, the movie stops. The movie just stops. It just ends. And then, right in the middle of a scene. Yeah. And then I would throw in, uh, this is streaming, uh, The Pale Door, uh, a kind of hybrid Western horror movie where a group of outlaw uh, cowboys essentially um, escaping from a botched train robbery they uh they hole up in a bordello run by witches which i fi- i figured this would be an easy sell for me it's everything i, I love westerns i love I-, I think movies about witches are usually scarier than and you most. love bordellos and i love bordellos he loves bordellos absolutely and uh this this was also produced by joe r lansdale the guy who uh did um happen leonard and he he uh did bubba hotep he wrote bu- the the book or the short story, Bubba Hotep. So he's a, hor- a horror guy. Oh yeah. Bubba Hotep. So good. Diesel got to uh, do a panel for Bubba Hotep. Oh man. Did he really? Yeah. With uh, Don Coscarelli. That's amazing. Who directed Bubba, oh, Bubba that's Hotep. Right. That's and right. And then of course, Gigi and Reggie Bannister were both on that panel. Yep. The only person missing was Bruce Campbell, but he wasn't at Scaricon that year. So yeah, right. We had everybody else. And uh, so Don Coscarelli tells some really cool stories about that. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. That's a great, uh, that's a great movie. Great commentary track to listen I, to. I love that. movie. Um, but the, the story itself is good. Joe Lansdale. I love him. Uh, he produced Paldor, and Paldor is just not good. It, it, uh, it's very much a B movie, and it knows what it is, but it's also just not. The acting's awful. It, it, it was a mess of a movie. So, um, yeah, that, that I would not. I would say avoid that if possible. So yeah, there's my list. There's the professor's uh, picks. So I, I wanted to ask you guys: Did anybody get the chance to see the Lodge? Oh yeah, yeah. The lodge is good. I didn't see. Was it, it good? Yeah, it I've was. been wanting to see that. and I've heard a lot of good things about it, and uh, I, I've yet to watch it. So, the lodge is good. Well, I don't the, know if the you professor were... says you don't. He doesn't know if you'd like it, but it's. Good. I don't know if you would like it, but I I loved it. I would. No, throw, then I would hate it. I would throw. Yeah, I would throw that in my list. Usually, if it's like a middle of the road movie, we both agree on it. If it's something you love, I hate. If it's something I love, you hate it. But this. So, I, was it the same director as Good Night, Mommy? I think it might have been, which I absolutely loathe that movie. I have. I think you would you guys like this. Borrow that movie. Yeah, I. I think you would. I think you would like this better than Good Night, Mommy. Yeah, 
I let you. That's not something I love, but I don't. But I don't. I don't know. I don't know how you would. How you would handle it? I yeah, know. I don't know. I Good night, it. mommy. I thought was horrible. Absolutely horrible. Yeah, Nothing liked, happens in I, that whole movie. I liked Good night, mommy. Nothing happened. Nothing happened. It wasn't even a horror movie. Nothing happened in that movie. The boys. So, both. The boy. The boy. Good for him. Good for them. <laughs> what he does. What. What happens to the mother is messed up, man. Uh, whatever. 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 But no, I've been wanting to see the lodge. I just I, I've been kind of iffy on it, but um, I don't know. Well, there you Maybe go. Maybe someday it'll be available where I won't have to pay for it and I can watch it without yeah. spending money on it. Well, I think that's going to bring us to our end of the best of 2020 as we now are going to look forward to 2021. Obviously not this week uh, because uh, we're out of time for this week. But, uh, you know, we brought you the best of 2020 next week. Uh, we are going to jump back into some reviews because uh, everybody here has been challenged with watching Llama Geddon, which I've already seen. Uh, trust yeah. me, you will not want to mix next week yeah. in the second. And he didn't uh, have to segment. spend a million dollars. on. No, I didn't. And uh, you won't want to miss next week when I get to hear these guys opinions. Plus my real opinions they on Llama Geddon. Half, half a million. Oh, they spent, they spent a lot less than that. My friend, but they originally, <laughs> they originally charged. They originally were charging $1 million on uh, Amazon. That was the Oh, the I thing. remember yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. But you can watch it on Amazon Prime, so if you guys want to get a head start, you guys can also watch Lamageddon, and we can all talk about Lamageddon next week. Uh, like I said, I prepare yourselves. I'm going to tell you, it's not a good movie. <laughs> 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 We're going to start right there, but and there is some fun. But with that being as said... Much, as much fun as, like I mentioned earlier, a movie that people mm-hmm. should know about, Velocipaster. There you go. We're, I'm going to be watching... <laughs> I'm going to also be watching Velocipaster this week on the because uh, it sounded like it was up my alley of goofiness. So with that being said, though, next week we'll be reviewing that. But if you would like to comment on what we talked about, did you give us your year's best, your year's worst? Tell us if we're crazy or whatever you want to say. Say hello. Once again, you can do that on Facebook, HorrorZone607. Like and share the page. Also, you can do it on Twitter and Instagram at HorrorZone607. Remember to use that hashtag HZ607 whenever talking about the show. Of course, go to visit 8122productions.com for all things 8122productions. You can check out the Three Fat Nerds, the Horror Zone page, the Wrestling Show page. Check out what we're doing over on twitch.tv slash 607podcast. Also, make sure you follow over there as well. Also, for as little as $1 a month, you get a bunch of bonus extras and more to come soon over at patreon.com slash 8122productions. All of those links are on the website as well as our friends of the show like the Ocho Dura Parley Hour, our bands uh, that we're friends with like Floodlands, uh, shout out the robots, a second suitor, the phosphines from Melbourne, Australia, local sponsors, all sorts of great jazz. You can find that all under the one, one stop shop. That is eight, one, two, two productions.com. And soon there will be more added because we're hoping we're hoping and praying that in August we can all be at sci-fi horror fest, which there's a huge announcement. The first celebrity announcement will be the day after my birthday, January 16th. And I will be making that announcement with the lovely Tiffany Beth who is also the promoter of the show. So I cannot wait for that. So make sure you are liking. Uh, we'll give you the links to the where to be sci-fi horror fest on Facebook and all the other social medias. When we make the live uh, selection of who will be the first celebrity named to be coming to sci-fi horror fest. And we're hoping that will then go down in August. So there you go. Mike C that's all I got. Take the people home. Sounds good. So thank you uh, to the professor for uh, finding his way back to the studio. I did uh, it. You know, it's your. You, we know you're world famous now, and uh, you know it really means a lot Book to us. Come back and do our little show with us. On Broadway. 
He's like the little frog from the WB, like with his little cane and top. Double, 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 Walk me on the WB. That's you now. So, so he's a big shot now. Uh, you know, the the I hear good things about the Lone Rangers. I hear really good thing about the three of you. Yeah. So, well, to be real, um, I, I actually I'm working on a music project with my friend Amber and. Uh, uh, drummer Nate and uh, we're gonna be entering the recording studio at the end of this month and uh, doing a little EP. So yeah, yeah, and you'll be hearing. I'm sure that we'll be uh, playing some of that music on the show at some point. Yeah. Unless you're gonna make us pay a lot of money to to do it because we no, no. we don't have that. Oh no no. No, no 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 no. We don't have that kind of budget. Yeah, we don't have that kind of budget here. We have we have a budget of forty dollars. We less. don't we don't have that much clout there, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it'd be good to hear well, by, that. By, by uh, album two, they'll he'll be they'll be recreating the cover of the Yoko and John album. So yes, don't worry. <laughs> I I heard that it's going to be you and Nate that are going to be uh, doing that. So that's that's lovely. Uh, Nate, of course, uh, for for people that don't know who he is, because we've never mentioned him once on the show, he's the brother of the maestro. So. Uh, yeah, he's and he's uh, a hell of a drummer. He is a good drummer, but I can't wait to see that cover. So that's that's really going to be beautiful work, yeah. um, you know, that, that you and him are putting in for that. Yeah. So, uh, but thank you for coming back and doing the show. We know you're a big shot now, and it's just <laughs> nice you're doing this little show with big, us. Big shot. So you know, and also I he's I hope slumming it. Go he's better. slumming it with us over here in Horror Zone. Apparently, he's slumming it in his apartment too because it's, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> there's water above Got a and below. Dehumidifier so. running constantly. Yeah. <laughs> So I, don't, I don't think it's so I don't get moldy. Yeah, maybe a backhoe, you know, one or the other. So one way or the other, they're going to fix that problem. Oh, boy. So, but uh, be Rich, moving. Rich, thank you for all you do as always. And for you listeners, Happy New Year one more time. We hope that this is going to be a much better year in the upcoming year. There is so much horror uh, on the list. All the stuff that we were supposed to get last year that we didn't get is is coming this year hopefully uh along with a bunch of other things that we don't even know about yet so we're hoping the 2021 is really going to be a great year and uh we hope that you'll be with us on this uh on this ride all the way through it here so uh until next week's show where we hope you will tune in and uh listen to our review of llamageddon as we mentioned until then i am mike c saying say it.